You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckley, your superpower expert, and I have with me a delightful woman today, Dr. Heather Clark, an intuitive coach, healer, speaker, author. I love the fact that she comes out of the pharmacy space. So she got her doctorate in pharmacy in 97, and she's she's incorporates that really solid, founded kind of healing, medical, pharmacology kind of perspective into the world of helping healers and change agents, um, specifically as it relates to burnout, but mostly as it relates to freedom, you know, this quest that we all seek of like, we just want to do our thing in the world. We just want to do it. We want to help people. We want to do all this stuff. But how do you do that when you're managing all of these other components? And so I love the fact that she brings such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom into that dialogue. We're going to talk today about how to love yourself to freedom. Um, Such a beautiful, beautiful conversation um, with solid, solid foundational roots within it. So I'm excited to share her with you. Uh, Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Dr. Heather Clark to the show. Welcome, Heather. I'm so glad you're here with us. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. Yay. It's going to be such a fun conversation. Um, Very cool. So let's jump in and just talk. We talked a little bit before the show about some of our superpowers and how we evolved those, but what are your superpowers? I actually, I have a few and the top ones that come to mind. (laughs) You don't say. Um, I'd say probably the top one is I can read and interpret energy and help help people shift it. Mm. And now that I'm aware of that superpower, I can do it consciously. So it works better for certainly me, but everybody else too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm great at teaching discernment and teaching people how to really tap into their own discernment instead of, well, I don't know, this is just the system I follow. It's like, well, how can you at every point really tune into what works for you and to be able to tell what's true for you? Mm-hmm. Which is perfect. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. We talk. We talk about the um, in your individual resonance. Like that was a that was a component that I thought was so key as well. Was you know we're so bombarded with information and what's right, what's wrong, and if we could, we can do research all day long, and we can pretty much find anything to justify whatever viewpoint we want. And at the end of the day, that was the only thing that I saw that was the constant, like your constant guide, your constant truth was, was that discernment, that internal resonance piece. Um, but I really, I want to go back a second because, you know, it just rolls off your tongue. I can read and interpret energy, you know, but you come from the world of pharmacology. Like, so how did you get to the space where saying something like that on a public interview was normal for you? (laughs) Great question. Yeah. So the short version is, um, did all the pharmacy thing, I got burnout and not in a, wow, I've sort of lost interest in this kind of a way in the, I can't get off the couch kind Mm. of a way when I would load the dishwasher, it was cause for celebration. And then I would take a nap. It's a big deal. Mm. So when I recovered, it occurred to me, I could help other people recover. So I was doing that. I was getting really good results. And I took some business coaching so I could build the business to help people recover from burnout. So I was doing a lot of things I would not normally do. And I had three people in 10 days say, well, Heather, 
you know you're psychic, right? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and so the first person I was like, um, yeah, whatever. So anyway. <laughs> you're like, that's cute. <laughs> like, just moving on. Yeah. The second person, I feel a little bad. I got a little combative. It's like, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> uh, that can't be true. You Take, know, it back. Back Take it back. Take it back. This is science. Exactly. That's not a thing. And then she was like, well, you know, it's pretty much what that is. It's not seeing the future. Because I had pictures of now I'm going to have to wear a turban, yeah. and long flowy dresses. <laughs> I need a crystal ball. Yeah. What's going on here? And she's like, no, it's just reading and interpreting energy. I was like, oh, well, I do that, but you know, whatever. And I ignored <laughs> it immediately. And then by the third person, I was like, crap, now I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and it wasn't from a, oh, let me explore my gifts space. It was from a, let me prove to you this is not a thing so we can move uh-huh. on. And it was a thing. And uh, I tell you what, it was the most interesting experience because it was terrifying. And I have never felt so alive. I, when I am in my work, I am just in the zone, so much joy. And I was like, you know what? I choose this. And if that means that I'm crazy, I guess I'm okay with that. And then to get more comfortable, I stood up in front of a group of people at a presentation and told this story for the first time in public. And I got to tell you, there is a lot of power of speaking your truth in front of a group of people. So, so much. And, and it's so funny because it's like, you know, it's probably one of those situations where everybody was like, um, yeah, we knew that. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Like, I... Am psychic, and it's like, yeah, got it. Like we knew that. Like it's cool. We've always known that. But you, and I, you know, I tell people that it's so funny. Every time we go through those phases in our existence, you know, we talked about it a little bit before the show. This concept of getting more and more and more clear around things, but it's it always feels like you're standing on the brink of this like chasm. And it's like, am I really going to leap? Am I really going to jump? Am I going to do this thing? And you kind of like eventually you either get shoved off or you actually do take a flying leap. And 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 you look back and it's like, it was like this itty bitty little crack. And it was like, oh, I just stepped over. And everyone's like, yeah, like, we've always known you were here. Like, you're like, wait, no, you don't understand. Like, oh, like this was a really big deal. And you're, they're like, um, no, not really. Like, it's just like, how, you know, how are we so skewed? But, but you, you, you really hit it on the head is, is the idea that you had a persona, you know, you had this, who you were in the world. And, and it's usually what I see it is very rooted, very practical, very, you know, respectable, whatever professional, you know, whether it be pharmacology or my world counterintelligence, you know, it was like, there's always this thing that's like, oh, no, I'm legit. Like I worked really hard to get to this place. Um, and it feels like we're going to have to sacrifice that. But, but what I'm seeing over and over and over again, you know, after two years of doing these interviews is, that it, it's the accompaniment, it's the, the rooted foundation that allows us to um, have stability when we s- can stand on top of that and then expand out into these amazing gifts. And so I love the fact that that's the audience that you work with, that, that, that it's the healers and the change agents. And I would predict that most of them had similar experiences in the sense of, 
oh yeah, I'm not this in the world, you know, and we all had, well, I'll speak for myself. I had my own stereotypes and biases and everything else about what that would mean and, and, and people not taking me seriously and all this other stuff. And, but I think that that is the pathway reconciling that dialogue is the pathway to freedom. I and, and so I love that we're linking that together. Yes, absolutely. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, the parallels are just hilarious. I'm like, here I was a counterintel agent, like reading tarot cards. And here, you you know, it's like, because I'm like, no, 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 no. And I was joking because this conference that we've been, we, you know, we, we teach and we're uh, the vetting solution. Our, our business really serves the CEO space community. We just got back from that conference. And really where I got my start, I call myself an accidental coach because it was never my conscious intention. Um, but people kept referring to me. They're like, they're like, go talk to Tony and just tell her like, you don't need due diligence. Like you want. And so people would be like, I want to talk about your other business. And I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like I was running this like <laughs> illicit operation in the background. I'm like, no, I don't want to be psychic or intuitive or any of those things. <laughs> so I can completely appreciate where you're coming from. Well, and, and I think we probably do have a similar experience in that it's likely you worked with people who a little bit made you wrong for that. Um, in the healthcare profession, it was my experience anyway, that when you were kind of tuning into the energy and affected by energy, it's considered unprofessional. Mm. <laughs> like you're supposed to be able to completely shut off that part of yourself Oh, of course. Yeah. What you're supposed to do, which, you know, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny that you would say that because in the medical industry, absolutely. Like there is that clear delineation and there's, um, you know, and, and, and I can see where that would be a conundrum in my world. It was so bizarre because it's not like the government didn't play with these things. Like we've got things like remote viewing and men who stare at goats and calling psychics in on cold cases. But, but there was like this clear delineation of what was acceptable woo woo and what's like uh, stick to the facts, you know? So it's like, like even a concept like intuition, it is shocking to me how many people have a bias about intuition. And it's like, there is this, like, it's undeniable this, this, this um, energy source or this information source that informs really solid decision-making but if it's not, if we can't attribute it to straight logic, then it's somehow flawed. And so that was, that was what I had to grapple with was, but wait a second, like there's all these ways in which it is acceptable, but this, this way isn't. And, and, and I contend that most of that was coming from within me. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the projection often reflects to us our own kind of internal conflicts. And, and I think that was more of what was happening was, was I was, uncomfortable. You know, I wasn't sure. It's, you know, I remember interviewing Danielle Agnew and she talked about how coming out of the closet as a psychic was far worse than coming out of the closet as a lesbian. You know, it was like, like, she's like, that was easy comparatively, but like be this like other person who had these gifts, you know, it was like, she said, you know, it was very trying. So, so I've always kind of run that through, um, you know, in my memory bank, but, but that was what was bizarre about me is there was no clear delineation of what was acceptable, um, out there-ness, you know, what, what was okay and what wasn't. <laughs> well, I could pretty much guarantee that at least in my profession, this is like not only not acceptable because let's back up a little bit. When I first started helping people with burnout, my primary tools were using supplements to help mm. people feel better and to speed up recovery. That 
was considered borderline heresy. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, really? Supplements bother you? Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) You know, it's like we're on ICU rounds and I'm like, have we investigated? um, I think they're having pain. Have we investigated the abdomen? The abdomen? And they're like, what are you talking about? And they did a CT scan and uncovered this huge problem and then they got treatment for it. But Mm. it would be unprofessional for me to say, what was an intuitive hit? Yep. So you got to use words like, oh, it's just a guess. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm just really smart. Well, and and that's really what people, you know, when people ask me, like, did, did I always know about these gifts? It was like, I really, truly just thought I was really smart. Like that's what I was told, and that and and in retrospect, it's like that was accept an acceptable way to to explain it. You know, you just have to be more intelligent than than the average person. So, gifted education, you know, honors college, like all that stuff, that was acceptable, and it was applauded, and it was you know lifted up in our society. Um, and I watched that with our daughter, who you know, absolutely, there's that intelligence there, but but there's also this other form of intelligence and being really. Um, careful about not discrediting that or, or, or weighing one over the other, you know, and I, I, I probably tip in the other direction too much, you know, like, oh, wow, no, forget like thinking. We don't really need that. Like, let's look over here. <laughs> um, but I think just, just honoring all of the ways that we consume information and, and, and back to the discernment piece you were talking about. And I think we all have our own secret sauce about how we put those puzzles together through whether it is through visions or hearing or, or, um, you know, straight knowingness or faith or prayer or meditation or however we, we get that and are comfortable, uh, working through it. Um, and, and be okay with that, you know, gosh, you know, it's so crazy. Like I would hope that, that we're closer to shifting into a space where we can say like, I, that I just knew, you know, they essentially their higher self told me, that this was what was going on. And I listened, you know, it's like, it's not rocket science, but it is so far out there, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is. And um, it's less challenging now because I'm really creating my own space and I've got new ways of being and I don't feel beholden to obligation and I don't allow people to shame me into things. But at least in the healthcare environments that I was in, it's filled with obligation. It's a very shame-based system. <laughs> and any deviation from what's considered the correct answer really makes a person look like a crackpot, even if it's an mm-hmm. interesting idea, even if you can point to research. Mm. Like there's a fair amount of research that shows that you can control certain types of epilepsy with diet. Like, excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are we not talking about that? So it's a it's an environment with different drivers. And it takes quite a bit to really choose you, not only in that environment, but but maybe your environment is your family environment mm-hmm. or something like that. It can be real hard to. So that's part of where I'm able to help people with the discernment. You know, what's yours? What's somebody else's? What's your real goal here? How, how would you like to handle it? And it can really help a person walk through those really difficult situations. Well, and, and I think that it's important to point out too that 
it's challenging at best to figure out where your external environment and your internal environment uh, meet up. And, and oftentimes, just like what your experience was and my experience, where as soon as we claim it and we don't need the friction from people doubting us or questioning us or anything else, like when we, when we develop that internal conviction, everyone else kind of calms down and they accept it. So, so I'm always fascinated with how much of it is a reflection of what we need to see within us, how much of it is, 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 are truly obstacles that we need to overcome. Um, and I contend that it's all an internal game, you know, and that, that the reflection solely serves to um, reflect that to us. Um, but, but I think there are certain stages of that process where it's valuable to be able to see it from outside of yourself first. Um, and, and that's kind of how, how we've had success walking people through that. Anyway, great conversation. I'm really excited to explore this a little bit more. We've been talking today with Dr. Heather Clark. Where can people go to find out more information about you? My website is vibrantagain.com. And for those who are interested, if you would like to apply to speak with me, you can go to realclaritycall.com and we can have a brief conversation to get you connected with something that may be really helpful for you. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I appreciate that. We've been talking today, as I said, with Dr. Heather Clark about how to love yourself to freedom and stay with us because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to dive into some really practical ways that you can apply um, this wealth of information that she has gathered over the years. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. You're listening to the Superpower Podcast. We're talking today with Dr. Heather Clark about how to love yourself to freedom. And so I want to jump in and now to kind of kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about, okay, so so we've identified that this is a challenge. Like it can be challenging to kind of awaken to your gifts and to claim them and to step into that space. So what do, what can people do in that situation where it's like they know and they feel and they're listening to this going, yes, I just want to do this in the world, but my husband thinks I'm crazy. My wife thinks I'm nuts or my family just want to back it. A lot of times um, I work with folks who have religious um, upbringings and this, this flies in the face of it or or professional situations where it, it seems counter, what are some steps people can take toward that experience of freedom? Well, the steps to take toward it, I like to define freedom as not so much the absence of constraint and, I, and not freedom from something. A lot of times when people say they want freedom, they want freedom from that oppressive job or something like that, which is fine, it's a good starting place, but it's not a very functional definition. So I like to define it as the maximum power to choose for yourself. So a lot of times simply that awareness is enough to shift things for people. But as far as where to really go next, especially in those environments <laughs> where I feel like I'm being made wrong for being me, 
to your point of how we're often, it's the internal game that's showing up as the external. Like, consider, are you fully accepting yourself for who you are? I sure wasn't. And that was creating a load of problems for me. So just entertaining the idea, okay, well, let me play with that. Am I completely and fully accepting myself? Or even if I'm at 23% acceptance of myself, what would it take to get to 24%? And when you're asking those Mm open-ended questions and not operating from conclusion, well, what I need to do is, the, the questions really open up a huge space for new types of answers to drop in. Well, and I like that you're talking about like taking steps forward, not like perhaps jumping off the cliff or, or, you know, doing it all in one fell swoop. But sometimes there's um, a lot of power to be gained. Actually, I'm not even going to say sometimes. There's a lot of power to be gained in simply taking steps forward. Uh, It's like the whole adage of, you know, eating the elephant, you know, one bite at a time, you know, and going about it from that perspective. And so, so that's, I think that's really helpful because it can be overwhelming when you listen to maybe it's a, a motivational speaker or, or uh, you know, or coach or something that's like, yeah, just do it. You know, look, I did it and here's my story. And it's like, yeah, but that was a series of steps. Right. You know, I think we're doing people a disservice if we all pretend that it was like, oh yeah, I just made the decision one day and here I am. It's like, uh, no, there were many conversations that happened inside of me. <laughs> uh, in fact, I tell people, it's like, I had to leave government twice. You know, I did it. It was like maybe even three times, you know, like it, it was a full on process to disengage from that programming and to really give myself the freedom to step fully into who I was. And I wasn't able to do it within that environment. I had to leave it. And I know a lot of people now are, are challenging themselves to stay within professions and, and, and do it. And, and I completely 100% honor that. Um, but it would, you know, I think, I think we're just flat out lying if we pretend that it's, <laughs> it's easy, you know, it's the most natural yeah. state of our existence, but it certainly isn't normal. And it is a process of un packing, unfolding, like uh, peeling back all of that um, to get there. That, that's exactly it. And that's what I tell people. It's baby steps to your quantum leap. <laughs> like, like, we, <laughs> we don't have it. to start with the big leap because <laughs> there's two reasons. Number one, that is freaking terrifying. Yes. And more likely than not, you will draw some disaster toward you such that you don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Inevitably. I agree. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I'm like, I'm like, no, keep your job. Like, keep your job for a minute. Like, it's okay. Like, because I think when we think in, in this is great. I, I like that the conversation is going in this direction because uh, when we start to get that urging, that yearning inside of us, I think that we equate freedom to like really, truly unshackling ourselves from everything. And immediately we look at relationships and jobs and home. Like I need to move. I need to quit my job. I need to get a divorce. I need to do all these things. And it's, it's an, it's an internal freedom, right? It's, it's a being fully who we are. The, the circumstances of our life are just the details of that, but we immediately go to those because those are controllable, um, much easier to face. Like, I'm just not happy in my job. And then we, we make all those things wrong. Um, if you can stay in those spaces and instead go deep within and say, okay, where am I not stepping fully into this aspect of myself? I think you'll find that the journey is a lot more smooth than, you know, perhaps the way I went about it, which is kind of burn the ships, burn the bridges, like everything. <laughs> Woo, we're going to do this. And it you know, took quite a bit of time to rebuild. Well, from more that place. smooth, but also you can do it 
in the moment because when you that's kind of the other point is not only is there a lot of fear to overcome if you're like well i gotta do i gotta quit my job i gotta get the divorce i gotta do all this i'm gonna backpack through europe that keeps your freedom off in the distant future at some point mm, i'll have it point. as soon as i and yeah. i'm like no no my deal is fully you fully alive now right mm. now not in 10 minutes beautiful not in three years not after you win the lottery right now <laughs> And you, uh, it's such a great way to call that out because we do have that tendency to be like, well, when this thing happens, you know, yeah. and, and for a lot of people, it is money or it's the mm -hmm. soulmate or whatever it is. And it, it, it not only does it put it off in the future, but it totally abdicates it to something outside of you. It's this uncontrollable variable. And trust me, folks, like that's on purpose, like from the conspiratorial kind of aspects of ourselves, that's on purpose because mm -hmm. it's subtly convinced you that you are powerless to do anything until God or the universe or somebody gifts you with this thing. Exactly. And it puts you in that victim mode, which mm -hmm. isn't the true you. It's the you you've been being. It's the you that's socially acceptable. It's the you you'll see reinforced in the people in your life, in TV and all of that. But it is not the real you. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of times when I say fully you, fully alive now, people get a little triggered and that's beautiful. <laughs> They're like not, but not right now, right? Like you don't right, mean like yeah, right like, this you know, minute, like, here like in, in like a, a, you know, a couple weeks, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and using um, freedom as an example, how can you have freedom now, this instant? What I'm talking about is how can you maximize your power to choose given this current set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's that small shift that's like, oh, well, that's a little different. How can I have more freedom here? Well, but here's the thing too, is like, that's not the sexy stuff. Like, let's be clear. Like that, that and that's a part of the resistance is it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, but don't I just have to go like skydiving or go get my divorce or go jump off the cliff or go hire this person, you know, for the $20,000 <laughs> live your life package. Like, like it's not sexy to say mm, you could simply choose not to give over to that just this minute. Like you can absolutely 100% stand in that freedom now in this moment. Um, not when the other person apologizes or not when the other person recognizes that they were wrong or, you know, it really truly is your own internal choice, but, but that's not, not it's just not attractive. It's I not, know. you and know, probably all worked with people. I've had coaches that would get irritated when I wouldn't just make a big jump. But for me, it's not aligned typically to make a big jump. But I had a client. So one of my burnout clients, most of the time when you work with me, you feel dramatically better within a few to several weeks, mm -hmm. you know, usually six to eight weeks at the longest. This lady felt dramatically better at one week. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> we had had a conversation about eliminating her stresses. She had identified that her practice was her biggest stress. She had a highly, highly successful counseling business. Mm. And she closed it. Like, you did, you did what? <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Let's be very clear. That was not my recommendation. Let me speak into the mic. That was not my recommendation. I love it. Um, and she felt amazing mm. for like four weeks. And then it started mm -hmm. to go downhill. And at six months, she's like, why did I do that? 
Mm. Like now I don't have this, now I don't have that. She had created a lot of disruption in her life, which wasn't, maybe, maybe wasn't necessary. It was my opinion it wasn't necessary. Perhaps for her path it was. But when other people, like I was, one of my clients the other day was like, so am I supposed to, you know, pull out a half my business? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's be clear. No, no big external changes. Let's make some big internal changes. It'll look mm. all the same to everybody else. Nobody will notice, but you'll feel dramatically better. And a few <laughs> weeks later, that's where we're at. So. <laughs> you're so funny. I say that all the time. I'm like, it's, you're going to be doing the exact same things. It's just going to be completely different. They're like, huh? I'm like, I know it's weird, but, but so, so here's like a, here's an esoteric question for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to observe and watch human behavior and everything. And, and one of the themes that I'm seeing, and, and I wonder, I I wonder about this because I like the fact that you caveat it is like, perhaps that wasn't necessary for her. Perhaps it was who knows. Right. And, and I look at, you know, I call, I break people into like the first wave versus the second wave. Right. And the first waivers to me, we were the ones that burned our ships and jumped off the cliffs and did all these things. And it was like, and, and, and that's a lot of folks that have made names teaching now in that or, or motivating people, or whatever, like just do it. And all these other claims to think. And what I'm seeing is what I'm calling the second wave of people that maybe were just a little bit more intelligent. And they're like, um, we're going to let you do this first and see what happens. And then their, their journeys are a lot more expedited is what I'm noticing. Yeah. And a lot less dramatic. But the problem is, is that we now in our collective conscious as, have upheld this like spiritual growth, like personal development. The hero's journey is this big, like tumultuous, like dun, 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 thing. <laughs> um, and when I am reading people here lately, it's like, I'm not seeing that. In fact, I see that, you know, they've got real work to do in creating solutions and stuff like that. It's, they didn't, they didn't come on for that sort of a journey because they, that simply just needed to be a kind of a foregone conclusion almost. So they can just go about doing their work, which is some really amazing, fascinating stuff that I'm seeing coming out of what I'm calling these second waivers. But I could just be making that whole story up. You know, like I, I'm very clear, like I could just be like, ah, oh, it's a cool story and I like to tell it and I've got enough empirical evidence to prove it. But so I'm wondering if you're seeing kind of the same thing because it wasn't too long ago that the story was really like, you know, you have to leave your job and you have to make these bold claims and you have to leave your relationship and you have to, I mean, I remember I had a coach, you know, 15 years ago and she flat out said, you have to stop speaking to your family for six months or this isn't going to work. And I'm like, "Mm, no, like, I don't just know, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, it's never going to work then. I was like, "Mm." You know, of course, don't try to tell me something's not going to work because then I'm just going to go out proving it. Um, so, so I wonder about all this. Like, like again, I like you know, I'm, I'm clear that I like to create my little world, like superpowers and all these other things. But I really kind of can see that being the case. Have you? Uh, yeah. Do you have I anything along those lines? Very much inclined to agree with you. I was in a coaching program where I thought this was only happening to me because it wasn't acceptable within the confines of that program to really talk to each other about it. But I, mm. I broke down that barrier pretty quickly. But the, <laughs> the recommendation was... You're like, come on, let's chat about this. Yeah. D- she did not think that I ought to leave my job, but she did think I needed to leave my relationship. Mm. And, you know, this won't work unless you do that. And I was like, mm, no, no, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. And then the shaming began. And there's a mm. lot of shaming 
Uh-huh. And some of the coaching programs, and I just, I get very riled up when I think about it <laughs> because they're glamorizing, or at least it's my perspective, that there's a lot of glamorizing of the big sweeping changes. Nothing mm-hmm. worked until I right. essentially did something that for somebody else would be like shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> but, you yeah. Know, my super supportive relationship, and now I'm successful. And that's what the attention is put on. But when you really get to know a lot of people in these programs, what you don't hear are all of the dire consequences of making these giant leaps that people are not wired for, they're not prepared for, and there's not the right amount of support. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of trying to avoid the obligation and the shame. So people are doing it because they've been told to. And I'm not on board with that. I'm more like... Mm, why don't we not make those big changes right now until we get you more hooked into discerning what works for you? Can you hear your higher self? Let's get that tuned in. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> like what works yeah. for you. And now, now does that feel light? Does that feel heavy? How do you want to choose to do this? Is it a blank? Great. Let's ask better questions. Yeah. Well, and 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 I and I've gotten really vocal about that too. Is like here's the deal. Like if you're sitting talking to somebody, they're giving you advice, and you feel small and insecure and like you want to run away and hide maybe not the best advice like yeah. if you're talking with them and it's like oh my gosh like yes 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 like it's like this expansive now i will also say that sometimes the immediate fear of like the implications of the expansion will kick in but there needs to be that first ah that first exhale like that first breath that first oh my gosh this person sees me they know who i am and then maybe the oh shit they see me they know who i am might kick in <laughs> but at least you should have that minute of there it is you know like really touching yourself for the first time and 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 in in that highest like divinity aspect of who you are and and knowing your knowing you not somebody's version of you not ought to, should, all these other things. And I agree with you about the shaming piece. And I also contend, you know, we do that to ourselves, right? Like I I do believe that nobody can do things to you. However, without us giving voice to other guidelines and saying, okay, but what if it doesn't need to be like that? You know, what if it doesn't need to um, be this, like, again, the, the burn all the bridges, this dramatic thing. And, um, you know, you know, just identifying it can look differently. And, and I tell people, don't do what I did. Like, I'm, I'm not an advocate for that because it was painful and it was challenging. And, and I, you know, like, it was just, I think there are smoother, easier, more graceful ways to go about it. Um, yes. Do it if you want. Like, I'm not, you know, whatever, jump off the cliff. But I agree with you. I think very few people are supported and, and equipped well enough to handle that well. And, and, and we do see mental illness and disease and death and, and all kinds of ends, you know, separation and ends when that happens. And so I think it's important to call that stuff out. Yeah. It brings me to my, I worked with a physician's assistant who worked in a busy emergency room and she was like, I just, I have to quit. This is horrible. And then again, well, you know, that's pretty big external change. Why don't we wait a few months to <laughs> see mm-hmm. where we're at? But it was, we really pinpointed what it was she was trying to escape. And she realized, she's like, oh, crap, that's going to go with me wherever I go. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. what if we shifted that 
and then make a choice about the, the job. Beautiful job with all the same people. She loves it. She's so mm, happy. Beautiful. And well, she's and I, got that freedom. It's it's magical. Yeah. <laughs> I see the same thing with relationships. And that's why I tell people like, here's the deal. Like, like what you're facing right now is in you. Like you can leave the relationship, but what's going to happen is you're going to have to wait to find the next person to play this out with. And in the beginning, it'll be exciting. And oh my gosh, this is so different and everything else. But you will inevitably hit up against this point again. And it's like, it's a big waste of time. It's like, it's like, you know, people who are contemplating um, suicide or, um, you know, some big illness or something, some way to disengage from this existence. I'm like, well, you can do that. And this is what's going to happen. Like, you're going to have to go through the birthing process again. You're going to have to go through infancy and childhood to get to some sort of autonomous state so you can address this at that point in time. Like, this is a voluntary existence, but my opinion is use the playground for what it has to offer you. And that's, a job situation. Job situations are the greatest place to grow in. You know, one of the, my husband and I laughed, like when we decided to leave government altogether, it was like, we were it. Like, so then we had to play out all those roles for each other. And it's like, when you have employees and coworkers and everything else, it's like, at least there are other people outside of your, you know, intimate and family relationships that can play those roles for you. Like we had to play all of them for each other because we built businesses together and we traveled together. And then, you know, and then our daughter came online with them and then she's playing roles for us. It's really like the three of us, like throwing these little roles around. And, you know, I get that that's what we agreed to do, but jobs are great for that. Um, you know, when I caught myself like wistfully looking at the Starbucks workers going, maybe I could work at Starbucks for a little bit and <laughs> let's, let's share the wealth a little bit so that it's not always my husband playing these out for me. Like, like maybe that, that person right there, that college student wants to play a role for me right now, you know, but that's how I look like that helps keep me somewhat sane is it's a playground, you know? I had not considered that perspective. That makes so much sense. Yes use the job to let the people play out those roles. And that gives me clarity on a conversation I had um, late last week. I was talking with just an amazing colleague. She's doing great. And she was sharing, you know, I had this desire pop up to quit my super successful business and go get a job. (laughs) It's so enticing. And it's not from the place that people think. It's not like, oh, I just, you know, but I tell people all the time, that's a big part of the reason why I enlisted in the army. Like I, I had a master's degree. I'd been on my own for quite a while. Like I'm like the idea of somebody telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it for like five years, I got to sign that contract for, you know, of course it didn't work out for five years as things happen. Um, you know, cause God's laughing like, Oh, that's your new plan. Like, sure. Watch <laughs> what's going to happen here. Um, but it was so attractive, you know, and it's like, and there's all this drama and there's these like 17 and 18 year olds. I was like 27, just watching all this go down and being like, oh, look at that. I can learn. I can learn vicariously. It's like, it was so great. Um, but it, you know, obviously it wasn't meant to last in that regard, but it, it really is attractive to immerse yourself in that again, to get that. I think it's an expedited way, honestly, to go through things. That is beautiful. Yes. I mean, I have to agree with you now that I think about it. I'm like, oh, yes, that's exactly yep. what was going on in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and relationships too, you know, it's so mm-hmm. easy to make your significant other the culprit, but it's like when you really take it back to base principles, which is the projection can only reflect what's happening inside of you. It's like the person's not as significant as is your relationship to yourself 
through relating with that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when you can look at it from that perspective, I mean, the, the person is just the details, like what is your life going to look like in relation to that? But the, the tumult that we go through, like, well, where's my soulmate and all this other stuff. It's like, you are your soulmate. Like this person's just simply holding that piece for you. So you can see it as something outside of yourself. Um, and, and we, when you can take it from that angle, um, I, I think there's, I mean, that, I, I lo- that, that pairs up really nicely with your whole, like fully now you now. And it's like, it is always you. Um, everybody else is simply reflections of aspects of you. I, yes. And if you've got something going on in your life that you're not enjoying, it's possible there is some responsibility that's yours that you're not taking. Mm-hmm. Um, not blame. A lot of times people hear, well, I'll just take the blame. It's all my fault. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. But taking your responsibility and only your responsibility, Mm -hmm. not any ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Like in our house, we say, you know, you you stand, you you know, you stand in your power, but not by trying to take someone else's. You certainly don't give yours away, but you don't try to take someone else's. And there, that's an art. You know, we don't see that reflected in our society very much. you know, when my husband and I were going through that early on, it was like, you know, I would sit there and be like, okay, I get that I'm triggered by something. I don't know how to communicate this in a way that doesn't either abdicate my power or try to take yours. Um, and there, we just had to kind of fumble through it together and be like, how do you voice this? And not because most of the typical ways um, didn't really lend themselves to that. And so I think there's a lot of value in exploring those dialogues. I think so, so too. My, very cool. my partner is such a good sport because when I was first trying to get the hang of this, I I just decided I'm just going to be completely honest. And I just looked him in the eye and said, I find that I am triggered right now and unable to have an adult conversation. <laughs> yep. I would well, like to table this and resume this at a later time because this relationship oh. is important. And I'm not sure I can do it in the way I want to right now. <laughs> and he's like, uh, like okay. okay. Yeah, that, that was pretty much how my husband had to do it. Then it's like, I'm going to work through this. But, but there's so much power in that. And, and, you know, taking back to how we started after the break, there's so much power in just stopping. Like, if you continue to do what you've been doing, you're going to continue to get what you've been getting. And when you make the choice that you want something different, you have to be willing to stop in that moment, even if you don't know the answer and you don't know the other way to do it and say, okay, I, I'm going to give myself the space to figure this out. Um, and I think that there, there's so much power in that. Well, what a, what a delightful conversation. As I said, we've been talking with Dr. Heather Clark today about how to love yourself to freedom. So tell us again where we can go to find out more about you and connect with you. Vibrantagain.com. You can find out quite a bit more there. And then if people are interested, they can apply to speak with me at realclaritycall.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a delightful conversation. Thank you so much for your insights and your wisdom and perspective and just for sharing some time and space with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This has been absolutely joyful. Thank you very much. Awesome. And I love knowing that you're out there in the world doing your part. Um, Let us know how we can continue to support you in the future. Lovely. Thank you. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com 
and discover your superpowers today.